0: Hello, welcome to this Cricket Badger India vs England daily podcast, by the fans, for the fans. We're at Kohli's India, with Rohit Sharma, Jaspreet Bumrah and Ravi Ashwan, and young starlets like Rishabh Pant and Shubman Gill. They play host to Joe Roots England, with Jimmy Anderson, Ben Stokes, Stuart Broad and young talents like Ollie Pope and Zach Crawley. It's always England's toughest tour, good luck to both sides, may the best team win.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome along. It's another edition of the Test Match Daily. It's kind of a boxing day today. The Test Series has finished. Congratulations to India on their 3-1 success. We're going to look ahead to the white ball stuff in the future Cricket Badger podcast. But I throw out on Twitter this morning, hashtag Ask Badger. Give us some questions to answer today. And I'm pleased to say I'm joined by Neil Varani and Sam Dalling, who are going to help me try and answer some of those questions as well. But before we get that far, I just wanted to give a little bit of a shout out to Jacob Lowe. Who I'm sure a few of you uh, saw his message to me during the uh, the fourth Test match. Jacob uh, suffers with autism. He's been using the Cricket Badger podcast to get to sleep. (laughs) So uh, well done, Jacob, and he's our number one fan at the moment. I get him to record a jingle. So if you think the Cricket Badger's voice has gone a little bit higher in some of the jingles, it's not me. It's Jacob, and it's good to have him on board on the Cricket Badger podcast. He's a fellow Somerset fan, Sam.
0: I was going to say a man after my own heart he has very good taste hello Jacob I am as James has just said I am a, a huge Somerset fan and I'm looking forward to watching our success over this year there you go there's two of you at least my name is Jacob and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle if you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast then tweet at cricket underscore badger
1: Thank you very much indeed to Black Rat Cricket for their support of these podcasts. And they've joined forces with the Badger. It's the Rat and the Badger giving you a fantastic opportunity to win a classic bat. That bat could be yours. It's between 2.09 to 2.11 pounds. Butterfly, willow, handmade, UK made, and it'll come to your door, knocked in and ready to go for the season ahead. If you want to win that cricket bat and score some runs with Black Rat Cricket this summer. We need you to do three things. You need to be following the at cricket underscore Badger Twitter feed. You need to be following at Black Rat Cricket on Twitter too. And then you need to email the answer of this question to james at cricketbadgerpod.com. Which player scored a double century in the first test match of the current India versus England series? Which player scored a double century for England in the current India versus England test match series? Send that answer and your name and address to james at cricketbadgerpod.com. Don't forget, you need to be following at cricket underscore badger and at black cricket on Twitter. Good luck, everybody. That bat could be yours. The draw will be made after the final one-day game in this current India versus England series. It's that badger style. All right, we've got the Ask Badger questions here. We'll start firing through them, shall we? Abi has been in touch. He says, uh, would it be fair to say England got the rotation policy all wrong for such a major series? Shouldn't the best players have been available for the first three test matches at least and then given time off for the ODIs and the New Zealand series? Just going to scroll down on my Twitter notifications because there's another one that's pretty similar to that. Ted has also asked something very similar to Abai. He says, uh, did England suffer from not taking the Test series in India seriously? They're obviously prioritising the World T20, rested players for the Tests, who we'll see again in the White Ball series shortly. As a lover of Test cricket, I'm not a fan of this thought process. Neil, you're our Indian fan on this podcast. How do you see that from uh, an Indian side of things? Did Indi- England take this test series seriously
2: enough? I think there are two different questions there. Well, there, were, there were two different questions there, it's Dabai and uh, um, Ted. Whether they took the test series seriously enough is a question for the ECB. I think that given these COVID circumstances and the necessity for the rest and rotation policy for multi format players, then I think there had to be a level of prioritisation between the World T20 and the Test Series. Um, I don't think there was any way you could ask players to go and spend three months in a bubble for the multi-format players, especially when some of them were also going to be in the IPL. And if they don't have Red Bull contracts, then you can't ask them to give up. A large part of their annual income to get just a daily allowance which uh, without and no proper payment for the test series
1: we saw in Ravi Shastri's uh, post match comments he's not uh, he's not enjoying the bubble I don't think it's fair to say the bubble 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 he uh, yeah I mean but it's sort of symptomatic of cricket at the moment isn't it you know these guys are spending so much time in hotel rooms it's all relative there's people out there really suffering with COVID and in far worse situations than professional cricketers getting paid but that's not really the point when it comes to actually discussing the sport that we're talking about yeah I mean Ravi Shastri basically said he can't wait to get out of the bubble and I'm sure plenty of the cricketers in both camps are in exactly the same boat and India have rotated a little bit this series too haven't they?
2: They have done uh, they've had to the Australia series decimated our squad and quite frankly it is a testament to the depth that Ravi Shastri and Virat have created in In the talent there, we look at this side, which over the last three and a half tests has absolutely trounced a very good test side, uh, which England can be uh, on occasion, especially at home. And they played very well in the first half of uh, the first test as well. And then you remember that Bufi, Jadeja, Shami, Umesh... All these people are injured, um, and and uh, you've still managed to do it. Uh, just
1: just a bit, bit bummer as well. He's only played two of the four, hasn't he? You know there's plenty of names yeah. out there with the Indian side that have been rested and rotated and, and injured for various uh, reasons. Sam, what about you? I mean, as an England fan on here, do you think that England have got their priorities right? Really, it seems to me that Owen I mean, Morgan, what Joe Root wants, Owen I mean, Morgan gets to some degree. Joe Root's basically just had to play the team in front of him. I know you're a fat, like me, a fan of the rest and rotation as Gerrude said in his post-match we want to be in a situation where we're kind of ahead of it rather than waiting for players to fall down Uh, and that's the right way to do it isn't it?
0: Yeah Neil nailed it for me necessity Questions that England didn't take it seriously in inverted commas. I think are absolute nonsense to <laughs> accuse the ECB or England or whoever Joe Root of not taking a test series seriously just because they rotated out of necessity. For me, as a that's a non-starter of an argument. You can you know you can argue it's not the their strongest side but I don't think there's any doubt they took it seriously and yeah there have to be priorities in life not everything can have equal priority and they've decided to go down the World T20 route This they prioritise the white ball stuff and there's a world you know England could be double world champions by the end of the year so, um, if it pays off we'll all say brilliant and if it doesn't and people will, the critics will sharpen their knives Even though I'm sure they're sharpening them already that's just the nature of sport so you have to you have to go with you have to make have a priority and stick with it and I think England have done that and I'm quite happy
1: and to be honest Sam if you actually look at the, the 11s that England put out there's a question here from Mr A he says how, we, how have the England team management chosen the wrong team combination twice mistake once is understandable Um, obviously inferring that to make it twice is scandalous but if you actually look at the 11 that England have put out whether it's the right 11 for that track or not that's a different question and we'll come on to that in a minute but it's not been that it's not been far off the first team has it you know Joss Butler you could argue Ben Fokes is as good in Indian conditions as Joss Butler might have been people have talked about Chris Wokes but you look at Chris Wokes away record compared to his home record it's chalk and cheese you know there aren't too many people that were missing that would have been certain starters I don't think
0: No, God, that's the England have this luxury of having developed so many good cricketers, as India have as well, but there are options available. And as you say, you can make good arguments for and against the inclusion of many players. There are very few, you know, Root, Anderson, Stokes, probably, who are absolute picks and everybody else is susceptible there's someone pushing them hard for their place so it's not like they've sent a load of uh, kids who have barely played any first class cricket out there these are still highly talented cricketers who actually you know knowing that they have to perform for their places can push them on a bit there's no resting on laurels or anything like that so I yeah for me the whole narrative around it has bemused me a little bit I know it's what Yes, stories and we have to write something we have to say something there's going to be opinions and outrage but for me it's been a bit OTT. Mr A's
1: suggestion there Neil that England have picked the wrong team twice and that's unforgivable I mean I think we're looking at armoured about aren't we and I know Joe Root said in his post-match that there's never been any cricket played in that stadium as it stands at the moment in the new stadium so there wasn't too much to go from in the past but I said a week or two ahead of the third test match that I was convinced that England were just going to go pace heavy and they should have a balanced side because it's going to take spin regardless and so it proved it was actually kind of more the other way wasn't it actually it was more spinny than than pace and then they selected the fourth test match team with the third test match match very much in mind and then found themselves maybe one short of a pace man and it was pretty predictable I felt I don't think it was too much it's not kind of doing it after the event if you like I think they just got it wrong and and kind of conv- tried to convince themselves that they were, they were on the right path when it was quite obvious they weren't
2: Yeah, you, you did call it in both occasions um, quite right um, I think I definitely got it wrong like Joe I had no idea what the track was going to give up and certainly how the pink ball was going to um, react to spin and those Conditions.
1: I just felt, Neil, that it was because of all of the unknown quantities that there were that were present in that ahead of that test match that you had to go in with your options available to you rather than go in with one of your hands tied behind your back, which is what Joe Root ended up doing.
2: Uh, absolutely. And uh, the team for the third test was driven by where Don Best was and Moeen going home. Just on Moeen, I would like to say if people want to blame him for going home. Um, and England value him so highly, then possibly they should give him a central contract for the Red Bull if he's that integral to England doing well.
1: And Johnny Besto, you can say, put They're him in the same category. as well,
2: yeah. absolutely. Um, you, you can't say that they should be out there playing when they're not getting paid for it and expect them to give up a very sizable payday in the IPL to do that, which Mark Wood actually did do. Whether that's um, to his credit or not is a personal decision, but it's a a lot to give up. England were basically forced to play the SEMA heavy attack in the third test because they didn't think that Donbass could land it on the on the pitch so they chose that because they didn't have spinners and then justified after the facts saying "Look, we don't have much um, experience so we've just looked at what's happened in the nets it it was a choice made based on whether they could trust Don Besson. Um, rather than uh, the conditions and the reasons uh, were made to um, uh, to fit that narrative afterwards. Um, and then in the fourth test, they picked the team to play the third test, really, to go an extra uh, extra batsman in and feeling that they had to play Don Best, um, which, to my mind, was very unfair on him. I don't think he was ever ready to be thrust into that cauldron. Mm-hmm.
1: Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. Sam, you got anything to add to that in terms of team selection? Should we move on to the next one? No, nothing. Nothing enlightening as ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm sure you'll chip in with the next one because uh, it's from Seamus. He, ba- he basically says that, I mean, it's about Don Best. He was mentioned about four times in the last sentence that Neil gave out there. He's very much hot news in terms of England's team selection over the last week or so. And it's basically the question is, is Don Best good enough? Will we see him in a test shirt again? If I could go first on that one, um, if you don't mind. I-, I saw him, first of all, out playing for the MCC and in the North, the South games, probably three years ago now, I think it was. It was when he was 20, just before he played his first test match that summer and I saw something in him out there which I think England saw at the same time there were all of the head honchos from the England management were out there as well watching Don Best doing what he did he took eight wickets in the, in the game he scored his maiden first class century in that game I interviewed him, saw him around the hotel. In those kind of environments, I'm very much like a stalker. I kind of stay fairly quiet. I do my interviews, obviously ask questions in them, but I kind of like view from a distance and watch how people are. And I was seriously impressed by Don Bess. He's got something about him. He's got not just some talent with the cricket ball, but he's a very mature young man who kind of is very driven as well. And he's got the right ethic he wants to achieve and he wants to go as far in the game as he possibly can I don't think even he felt when we were in that hotel that he was probably going to be making his test debut about three months later then he played twice I think and then obviously had to wait his time to come back in again and I think it's really unfair how he's been almost like singled out if we forget the bad management from the ECB for a second which it has been poor with the Moeen situation and basically almost publicly saying we don't trust in Don Bess and then obviously having to put him back in the fourth test match under quite a lot of pressure because he was in the spotlight there with everybody looking to see how he reacted pulled a couple of bad balls early on and you're kind of you're on a downward spiral aren't you and I think Yorkshire are going to get back um, not a broken cricketer that's over-egging the pudding but certainly a damaged one after this winter away with England and I think you, know, you have to remember he's 23 and I don't think he's actually been that long 23 Graham Swan didn't make his test debut till he was about 28 Don Bess has already got so much in his memory banks and experiences at an age of 23 that he can only get better Yorkshire are going to have to be careful with him I don't think he's going to play test matches soon Certainly through possibly the next year, because England probably won't go with more than Jack Leach in a home test match. But I think there's something about Don Best that just needs a little bit of nurturing, a little bit of tickling on the tummy. Basically an arm around the shoulder to say that we still believe in you. Work hard. Um, And get better. And I think just to finish off with the kind of the sort of things I saw in him as a person in terms of the drive, the determination, the a little bit of backbone and and belief. I think that's now going to be tested to as to whether we saw the right stuff with Don Best, because some players in his situation at the moment would go and we'd probably never see them again at international level. They'd, They'd struggle. Because it'd all be mental and they would struggle. I think Don Bess has made a sterner stuff than that. And I really wish him well, um, not just because he's going to be playing for Yorkshire, but I really wish him well because I think he's a terrific cricketer that if he goes up another level or two as a player, then he goes now, goes into becoming a, a proper test player. And these experiences that he's had, some bits of success and some bits of, uh, of not quite so much so, they will make him a far better cricketer in the long term, Sam.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. Don Bess is a resilient human being. He's also a lovely human being. No one at Asset has anything close to a bad word to say about him. I think the way he handled himself Well, throughout, particularly his departure, which, you know, sometimes those kind of things can go wrong, but not at all. And actually, my not my lasting memory on Don Best, because that's not fair on him, but he was 12th man. It was released from the test bubble and did 12th man duty for Somerset the last couple of Bob Willis Trophy games. He wasn't playing. He was more than happy to do it. He was at the final, him and Rudolf van der It was freezing. They were in, and of course, 12th men in COVID times have to do far more than they would normally have to do so they basically couldn't go back inside and they they were sat there and he did, did everything with enthusiasm he is a uh, his attitude towards things is absolutely superb and as you say he's young he's obviously a really talented cricketer uh, that, that should go without saying, but clearly it, it doesn't seem to be at the moment, apparently. Well, I've, I've, I've uh, seen, I've
1: had, I've had comments on Twitter, oh, he's awful. He should be nowhere yeah, near this team. It, yeah, and that's just so disrespectful because to get oh, to where he's got to, you can't be awful.
0: Exactly. And he's young. And and also, Don Best has never, as I've said it on the pub before, he's, he's the kind of guy, and this is no, absolutely not a criticism, but he, some people, re- people react differently to different management. And Don Best is probably someone that, or needs someone to be saying, "Oh, I love you," in your whispering it into his ear. And actually, he while well, he got that at summer, he's never been first choice anywhere. He's always kind of had to. Well, I suppose you could argue in a little bit for the in the England team last summer, but they've never never come out and say it. And actually, it's funny even with Jack Leach, Joe Root didn't come out at the end of the Test match. He, he said, "Oh, we'll see where we're at next summer." Um, at Yorkshire, he has the chance to be that. He has the chance to go and be the main man the number one spinner play red ball cricket i know he really wants to play more white ball cricket as well which he hasn't played much of so 23 i think the answer to the original question the second one was will he play test cricket again absolutely he will might not be in the immediate future but even if don best goes away for five years and takes 50 60 championship wickets uh, suddenly he's 28 and still has a huge test career ahead of him so i yeah I wish him all the best and I know he will come back. I am, I'm sure of it.
1: I'll tell you what as well, Sam, if he doesn't ever play Test cricket again, he's already achieved more in the game than I, <laughs> I I ever dreamed of doing myself and congratulations to him. He's he's taken loads of Test wickets. If he never plays another Test match, he's got all of that to look back on when he's older and I'm sure he will come back into the side. Neil, from a, from your side of things, watching from obviously with the Indian tinted specs on, it would be nice to be as awful as Don Best, wouldn't it? At least he's played Test cricket. He's been there. He's, fel- he's felt it. And
2: he's 23 23. 23 is uh, exactly the point I don't think I mean I, I live in England and when India aren't on the it's England I'm watching I don't think he was picked for the right reasons initially um, I think he was picked on the back of a really good batting performance I, dis-
1: I disagree with you on that because I saw you we had that discussion on Twitter I think he got picked off, off the back of that game I'm talking about the MCC game where he bowled brilliantly With I think he was under floodlights with the pink ball as well he bowled absolutely superbly in that game And he got his first Um, 100 as well, so batting was part
2: of it. I I think he's a guy who can spin it. He can bowl wicket-taking deliveries, but he doesn't have that consistency yet because, to be honest, he just hasn't bowled enough balls. I think he's not good enough yet, but I can see a lot of potential that with more bowling under his... um, under his arm, then come back in five years, and he could be very good. I think you could see the improvement, like market improvement, after he'd spent a bit of time with Prangana Um, He's a guy who takes things on very quickly, is very willing to learn, and that's going to stand him in um, really good stead. I just think that he was an Ed Smith pick um, based on gut, And he does have something about him outside of his cricketing skills. In the the softer skills, he's got that drive. He's got that fight within him.
1: Uh, I think as well, Neil, he's, he's obviously benefited from the fact that England aren't very strong in the spin department. We'll come on to another question in a second about that. But there weren't too
2: many other spinners putting their hands up, were there? No. People and people forget. Graham Swan in England's recent history, as far as spinners go, was a freak to be that good a spinner. You don't uh, you don't usually have them coming out of England. And since Swan, he hasn't been replaced. Um, Bess is. High up at the moment as far as the options that England have. However, I don't think he was ready for for this kind of examination and the, the management of him left a lot to be desired. I certainly would back him to come back in a number of years after he's had more bowling and more coaching. And I think he would see a marked improvement.
1: I think from uh, the biggest disappointment for me with Don Bess, because I'm a big supporter of Don Bess, is that he didn't play in the second and third test match where the, you know, the two tracks that were really turning, he never got anywhere near had to watch that from the sidelines. And it would have been possibly a different experience for Don Bess if he'd taken a load of wickets in that second test match. It could have kicked him on and we might have be having a completely different conversation now. But hopefully, from my perspective, he goes back to Henning takes loads of wickets and scores loads of runs for Yorkshire and sees them win the uh, Bob Willis Trophy County Championship, whatever it's going to be called this coming season. Mm-hmm. So there's a rat in the kitchen, what am I going to do? There's a rat in the kitchen, what am I going to do? I'm going to get a black rat cricket bat. He fins The best kit available to maximise those scoring opportunities from blackratcricket.com that's made by cricketers for cricketers make 2021 count with black rat cricket let's move on to um, Battle Day's question he says all talk has been of England's inability to play quality spin on these pitches for a variety of reasons are there any players in county cricket that could have done better Keaton Jennings would be considered and should selection of batters become more horses for courses says Battle Day I mean that that's another thing isn't it that you know the likes of Keaton Jennings have had success scored centuries in those kind of circumstances before didn't get mentioned I mean Keaton Jennings was actually in the original squad to go to Sri Lanka back in March all a year ago and then when they reselected the squad he was left out Sam.
0: yeah I was going to say he was I remember a year ago he was either in the squad or, or very close to being it. yeah in hindsight he probably should have gone just trying to think who else I mean I shouldn't say it because it's Somerset bias but someone like James Hildreth is a wonderful player of spin but I know his boat has has long since passed but I don't know I think generally they had the best the best batters available in county cricket out there there aren't there aren't many who I I think I think some
1: I mean I, I did a tweet this morning um, and I'll try and bring it up so I can actually try and remember what I actually put because my I am like a goldfish but, uh, I mean Joe Root came off the back of Joe Root's comments after the game yesterday where he said that um, obviously we've got to go away from this tour we've got to try and not rather than kind of dismiss it as that oh, we're on impossible tracks etc we've got to try and take the lessons so that next time we're faced with similar conditions we come back better so we need to learn from this and then he went on to say that maybe the county championship could be tinkered with a little bit one of his suggestions was that trying to get situations. Situations where players were forced to bat out for draws a little bit more, maybe make draws a little bit more lucrative in terms of points.
0: Well, the, the draw was a bit more lucrative in the Bob Willis trophy in terms but, of points, but, the, I but don't you think I mean
1: my I mean the reason they, they actually took down the points for a draw was to try and create attacking cricket where <laughs> positive results were more plentiful um, rather than batting out for a draw but basically it's I mean, a throwaway
0: comment from Root it's, it, it's, a, it's, it's a one-liner and it, I don't know it's easy to say but what can you do well for a start you can't play it in April and September on it. green seamers that's not going to help so yeah I, I, mean, I don't I, know
1: I mean I don't, I don't think I mean Root's just kind of firing off the top of his head there. At the exactly, that's why I And I agree with some of what he said, to be honest, but I don't think he's going to get any of it because the there is a kind of kickback argument in terms of protecting the counties, in terms of protecting the county championship and the, trying to get more bums on seats for the county championship. Oh, the other thing he said was um, playing more spinners at different times of the year, but you're not never going to get that <laughs> because a head coach at a county is judged on results and he's not going to lose a game by playing two young spinners when he can play two seamers who are going to take eight wickets between them or something like that. You know, you've got to to be realistic about this. So I I came back from that, Sam, by saying that I think what needs to be done... In terms of England and spin, is to effectively forget the county championship. I think you know we're in England for goodness' sake. Um, I mean, Australia in the past have shipped in soil from India to try and create wickets that are the same, and it never works. You, can, you know, even the dustiest bowling in Taunton is not going to play like Chennai. You don't have Ravi Ashwin bowling at you, etc. What I think England need to try and do is forget trying to replicate the conditions in the county championship and actually try and take you know spend a little bit of money on this. Take players, you know, get more A tours, England Lions trips to. Bangladesh India Pakistan take the coaches out there uh, on sort of like two weeks break to go and talk to coaches out there about how they Deal with spinners and how they how, how they develop spinners in those areas. You know, Jeet and Patel. Give him two weeks in India, talking to Anil Cumbly Whatever. Have camps out there. I mean, some of the counties do do spin camps where they take the batsmen and the bowlers out to try and give them experience, but make them more plentiful and get the ECB to pay for them because it's the ECB ultimately they're going to benefit from uh, you know people succeeding off the back of this. I, I also think the, uh, there was a really good little video that Sky did with Murali during the Sri Lanka trip, where Murali, who is obviously amazing, he, he put a couple of balls on a length and he was telling people. To bowl, but he also bowled an over at Nasser Hussain. And he was telling Rob Key down at the uh, the bowler's end how he was effectively setting Nasser Hussain up. I'm doing this now. I'm forcing him back with this one. I'm going to then lob one up there to try and tempt him to do this. And then I'm going to shoot one through and take his off stump. And basically, effectively, did that in front of Rob Key's <coughs> eyes. And this was Murali, sort of like a fairly long time after he's retired, just kind of landing it on a, on a length. Send out, you know, it doesn't have to be Murali, but Animal Gumbly, whoever, and get, you know, pay them a, a fortune and send out Ollie Pope, Don Best Jack Leach whatever yeah. rather than send Don Bess as a sort of second or third spinner to Australia next winter and him sat around carrying drinks send him to Sri Lanka to work with Murali for three weeks. Yeah, you know, do do stuff like that. It's a little bit out of the box from what they're actually doing at the moment.
0: Well, yeah, and I've made this point. Get out, get them out there and play all the club cricketers, all, all all the county players. You know, they'll go and play club cricket in Australia and New Zealand. And I don't know, maybe the numbers would say that they are already doing this. But go out and play in, in India and Pakistan because that's it. We, as you've made the point perfectly, we cannot replicate playing in India in England during our summer so the only way to get close to it is by going out there and i know people say oh but then you don't face the quality of they're not going to face ashwin or patel well no of course they're not because they're not playing in test cricket that's what happens when you play test cricket you play against the very best but actually playing against homegrown spinners who, are, who have that or they might not be Murali, they might not be ashwin but they will know how to bowl on indian pitches so if they're out there playing club cricket or playing domestic cricket out there being tested that will only benefit them. So I agree wholeheartedly.
1: I think as well, I mean, something like Olly Pope, who's had a bit of a, a tough time over the last four test matches, if he was to sit down with a Murali in Sri Lanka and talk through how, from the time of this is how I would try and get you out. This is what I would try and do to you. And actually hear it from the bowler. Rather, it's, it's always batting coaches seem to be talking to batsmen. Hear it from the bowler himself and then tell the, you know, get, get Mureli to say, well, if I was you, um, this is what I don't want you to do this is how this is what makes it harder for me. And actually, Oli Pope then learns from that. I mean, the thing, Neil, is, is, I mean, what I was trying to get to with the tweet that I did this morning was, rather than have Oli Pope walk out for the first time in a test match with all of the various things that come with that and face a pitch like Chennai, get him to try and do that in a two-week break in India or something, where he can experiment, he can do it without any pressure on him, and then by the time he then comes to a test match like Chennai, he's not seen those conditions for the first time.
2: I completely agree, and I think I've said something similar on a previous pod. Who are the guys that look comfortable against spin in this England team? Joe Root, who's just a a freak. You can't try to emulate what Joe Root is. But then Ben Folks and Zach Crawley at at times, both who've spent extended times. Crawley in Mumbai off his own back, I think, because he's able to uh, fund that extra learning. But Folks went out and played club cricket in Sri Lanka and then looks to know what he's doing. Other players, um, instead of, um, especially when they're developing, instead of or alongside going to Australia to play great cricket or to New Zealand to uh, play there over the winter, go out to India, go out to Pakistan, to Sri Lanka, spend a bit of time out there, play competitive games and learn what the ball is going to do in those conditions.
1: It's about going to the destinations for your winter, not because there's sunshine there and a nice beach, but because you might actually learn from your cricket there.
2: Exactly. The other thing, which um, I think there are some stats out that um, Ian Bishop had, uh, had put out, because quite frankly, he does more research than anyone, is at the last under-19 World Cup, they talked about how many games India and Bangladesh and some of the Asian nations played in between World Cups, actual competitive under-19 games, compared to England. It was something like 30 by Indian players um, compared to six. Um, the A Tours, which have been absolutely huge, India are playing three times as, as many A games than England are, and you get Mohamed Siraj having to turn up in Australia um, in absolute furnace, huge pressure. But he's played a load of eight games and is ready to to do that. He's played in those conditions before. That investment at the levels below the test team are where the ECB should really be um, putting uh, money in. Proper competitive games in those conditions that you expect people to play in uh when they play for the team.
1: i think sometimes when you when you're a, a, i imagine everybody can relate to that when you're having a net it's actually nice to face the bowlers that you find quite easy because you can play your nice cover drive and you can do all of the easy things you can make yourself look really good it's actually not as enjoyable facing somebody that's fast that's kind of knocking it on your hip every every five seconds or doing something which is more uncomfortable but they're the games they're the sessions that you learn most from you know if you can get through those sessions and become a better player ultimately that uh that serves you well down the line isn't it so uh kind of five week camp in bangladesh might not sound as appetizing as five weeks in melbourne but you probably learn a lot more from it than you might do if you go and play in, uh, in 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 australia anyway that's the end of today's podcast thank you ever so much for sending in your hashtag ask badger questions for today's podcast i've got a few more up my sleeve for tomorrow but please feel free to send more in hashtag ask badger. whether it's about india whether it's about england about cricket in general send them in and we'll stick them into future shows as we go through the rest of england's tour in india thank you to neil and to sam for joining me today i've been james the cricket badger and i'll be back with you tomorrow
0: thanks for listening we will be back every day during england's tour of india Get in touch on at cricket underscore badger on Twitter. We hope you are enjoying the cricket. See you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast
2: Network.